Good morning, good morning, good morning, my friends. Dorothy, thank you for opening it up on Podbeam. Virginie, thank you. Isa, welcome. Lise, thank you. Thank you, everybody. Remember, open it up on Podbeam. It gives us brownie points. And don't forget those hearts at the bottom right. Every time you see you get the chance, you go, bing, right, Sandy? Ding, and then all these hearts come up. Welcome to the podcast, The Millionaire of the Diamonds. I am so excited with this next book. Honestly, we're not even starting the book today. We're still going to be in the introduction. And it's quite challenging for me because if you've purchased, anybody purchased the book that I can see on Zoom? Anybody bought it? Dorothy, did you see the English in this book? Like you have to, oh, you didn't start reading? read? Okay. You have to understand, somebody like me, Melanie Miller has to, has to define every second word. Like, it's intense. It's intense. So I'm really, really glad that, one, I chose to do this book with a podcast. So I, I need to be accountable to not only read it, but to understand it. I'm very, very glad, Melanie Miller, that you are with me on this podcast, especially more than ever with this book, Emotional Intelligence. I always say nothing happens for nothing. There's always a reason. You never understand why in the beginning. And then you say, aha, aha, because Melanie Miller, the beauty is I don't need to ask Google. I have Miller. <laughs> she understands all the words. Well, Dr. Melanie Miller and Marie-Pierre Tedro. I think we're going to make a fantastic team. So this morning, I'm going to begin with the intro. We're still in the intro. It's Aristotle's challenge. And when I read it, I kept read, reading it and reading it. He fascinates me, Aristotle, because think, think about it. This dates a long time ago, and you already have the comprehension of this. Listen to this. And if you're leaning in and you're writing it, you're writing notes, I think it's worth writing it down, okay? Aristotle once challenged a man to be angry with the right person to the right degree at the right time for the right purpose and in the right way. Let me repeat, because as I read this, I thought of all the times I lost my shit. Okay. And I promise you that at 100% of the times I revised in my head when I was younger that I lost my, my shit, right? It was not with the right person, like the clerk at Costco that says to you back in the days, well, uh, she says to me, your, your membership has expired. And here you have your three kids, aged like two, four, and six, right? And you say, okay, but just pass my groceries. When I come back, I get my, but already, you know, your temper is going up, right? And she says, no, we can't. Just leave your, your um, just leave your, your, your merchandise here. Go renew your card and come back. And then what do I do, Melanie Miller? 
I go in a rampage and say, I don't need your effing uh, Costco. And I leave the carriage there. First of all, my children are watching me lose my shit, right? Number two, I ended up going to Lackety to redo the whole freaking groceries. <laughs> you know, like in the end, Melanie, I, I lose, I lose. So I, let me read it again. I want to read it to myself. Maria, this is your challenge to be angry with the right person. That person was not the right person. To the right degree, it wasn't the right degree. I mean, for God's sakes, it was just a membership. At the right time, horrible timing. Your groceries are done. You have two baskets full of grocery, $1,000 of grocery. We are the 23rd of December, okay? So timing is wrong because then I have to go all the way and redo the freaking grocery for the right purpose. It was insane. There was no right purpose here and in the right way. I made a ham of myself. Like I just hope to God nobody knew me at that time, right? Anybody know anybody like that? Okay, so one last time. This is Aristotle's challenge to be angry. You understand? I'm not reading it to you guys. I'm reading it to myself. To be angry with the right person to the right degree at the right time for the right purpose in the right way. <sighs> Amen. Honestly, Melanie Miller, we can pretty much wrap the book up right now. There we go. We just covered the whole book because this is what the book is going to help us do. Okay, and once again, to be angry with the right people, because we're going to get angry, but at the right degree, okay, and we're going to do it at the right time, and we're going to do it for the right purpose, and we're going to do it in the right way. This is going to be the mission of this book for me, okay? So I hope you're leaning in once again, because it's, it's our ability to lead ourselves first then I can lead my family and my children. And only then can I lead my community. And only then can I lead my company in emotional impulses. This is what we're teaching people, right? To read, to read another person's innermost feelings is going to be very important. But I can't read your feelings, Monique, if I'm not in tune with my own. And to handle relationship and conflict smoothly, we need to be able to read feelings. Somebody's feeling anxious. Somebody's feeling depressed. Somebody's feeling, is feeling stressed. Are we reading the feelings, right? These emotional aptitudes, faculties will preserve relationships, protect our health. I think, Melanie, you, you've met the one who recruited, um, who recruited uh, Annie Marchand. I mean, literally, she lost her mind. Literally, because when you're not able to control your impulses, what happens with time, the, the rage just grows more and more to the point where you get ill, mentally ill or and physically ill. So your health and it will improve your success in the workplace. When we think of emotions, we think of different states of being such as happiness, sadness, anger. However, emotions generate very powerful chemical reactions in our body. That those that which can create, yes, positive feelings such as motivation and enthusiasm. So we're all good. But what about when it starts creating negative responses, such as offending and even attacking somebody else physically? I mean, this this is serious. When an emotion 
charge occurs, understanding the process that's taking place, then and there can help leaders become more objective decision makers. Daily challenges, daily challenges of dealing effectively with emotion is critical because our brains are hardwired to give emotions the upper hand, not logic, emotions. This is how we're hardwired. And now, Melanie Miller, I understand every time you, you know, it's the first time I have animals and I'm totally in love with, with Benji and Bella. Like I'm obsessed in love. Like I am all in and anything I do, right? And Melanie keeps reminding me, it's just a dog. It's just a dog. And this morning, you know, when you start watching reels, what happens, it gives you more of what you're watching. And this morning, Melanie, I fell on a reel on, on Facebook where two Rottweilers attacked a toddler. Okay, they got out of the house. Yeah. And here there were bypass. Of course, it's in the States. And they shot the dogs down, right? And why I'm sharing this with you, it's because we're talking about dogs. And then Melanie came in my hand, my head and Marie-Pierre came in my head. Remember, it's just a dog. That means they can snap at even, even, any given time. And this week, I had somebody that came in with their baby in the, um, in the basket, I call it. And my doggies, my perfect doggies, went up to the baby. But then I realized with the reel this morning, you know, if the child had pulled on a year or had pulled on, the, on its fur, what could have been the consequences? Well, the lower the intelligence, the faster we snap, right? Okay. So once again, Melanie, I'm, I'm, I'm getting it slowly. It's just a dog. It's just a dog and they are unpredictable. So it's so important for us here we go, not to behave like animals. Because we are not just dogs. We have the ability of self-awareness. We have the ability of self-control. Animals don't. So it brought me to think after the reel I watched and in the preparation of this podcast, you know, we need to behave as human beings. In other words, let me see if this works for you guys, okay? Uh, Everything we see, smell, hear, taste, and touch travels through our bodies like an electrical signal, signal from cell to cell, right? Visualize it. So I'm getting this response either through my eyes, my smelling, my hearing, my tasting, my feeling, okay? And it's traveling from cell to cell until it reaches my brain. Now, this is the power I have that Benji and Bella, the dogs, don't have. Am I able to have an inner GPS to tell this energy I'm seeing, hearing, smelling, feeling to travel from cell to cell to the right destination and not lose my shit? That, that's, that's the challenge here, right? We need to reach always a place of rational, logical thinking. Easy, right? No, it isn't. No, it isn't. I'm so excited to do this new journey with you guys on the podcast, The Millionaires of the Diamonds. I'm telling you, I am so grateful to be accountable to you because I think in the end, once again, the person that's going to help the most is always the one delivering it. So Melanie, Dr. Melanie Miller, is going to deliver now what is happening in the 21st century because people are losing their S-H-I-T, Right. Okay, so Melanie is going to cover that. And then we're going to have an exercise with Marie-Pierre Tetro. She's going to make us play a game so we can set clear objectives 
of what we want this next podcast of emotional intelligence to do for us. So with no further ado, take it away, Dr. Miller. Okay, thank you, Maria, and good morning to everybody. So um, as Maria said, we can end up without emotional intelligence in certain situations, which means that we end up acting out in having behavior that can be hurtful to other people and to ourselves. So unfortunately, there are many known actions to us all which can be um, attributed to what that means. So there are people, often people in very high places who show no emotional intelligence. And I will tell you about one of those. There are also people who have never, we've never heard of before, who suddenly get launched into the news because of something that they've done, that they have a spotlight on them because they lack emotional intelligence. And then there are the ordinary people, including me and you, who occasionally act out in a way that maybe we don't recognize but really is a way we are not using our emotional intelligence. So those of you that know me probably wouldn't have much difficulty in guessing who my candidate for emotional unintelligence is. And it is Donald Trump, right? Donald Trump is, uh, he, he has a complete lack of self-awareness. He is highly opinionated. He does not think before he talks. He does not care the effect of his words on others. He has no empathy. He is unpredictable and inconsistent, often completely changing his views in a matter of hours, but denying that he ever said anything else. He, even as a president, was known to walk out of a room in anger and incite hateful actions. I mean, the storming of the, um, the Citadel was just one example of his insightful behavior. He single-handedly degraded the uh, civil rights of many different groups of people. He, he um, was single-handed in um, uh, promoting the new justice, who then had such a bias towards abortion that now the Americans, can you believe it? The Americans are further behind than Colombia. Colombia have just passed a law to say that abortion is okay. I mean, obviously there are rules. And America are going backwards, in my opinion. Um, he, he shows a total lack of empathy and his consistent denial of election results highlighted his total self-centered behavior. Okay, his one strength, motivation. He was, is uh, uh, somebody who never gives up on what he wants uh, to the point of cheating, let's face it. So is this somebody I admire? Absolutely not. Has he been successful in his life? Well, you would have to debate that point. But I really believe he's a, a perfect example of emotional unintelligence. And I'm not alone in that thinking. So 
I wonder if you know that since January 2021, there have been 52 mass shootings in schools in the US. Have you heard about them? No, because it's become such an accepted way of life that um, we don't even hear about them unless they're really big. But many times there is more than one casualty. And looking at the stats, I would say that these shootings are on the rise, not on the decline. And why? Often the reason that they happen is because of bullying, because there's nothing in place in the schools in the way of emotional intelligence to stop it getting to the stage where somebody feels that the only thing they can do is act out by shooting. Of course, there's a whole load of other things related to it, like the availability of weapons and all that sort of thing. And a lot of times in um, the US, they put these things down to mental health but really it's emotional unintelligence. They're not, they do not have um, programs in the schools to help the kids deal with, let's face it, some awful situations that they find themselves in. And, and what is the outcome? The outcome is they will have one of those indicators of a lack of emotional intelligence, which is an unpredictable emotional explosion. And, you know, unfortunately, there are so often many um, repercussions because of that and, and many unnecessary deaths. So that's a general thing. But what about you and me? Have you ever been cut off by someone in your car and your immediate reaction is to follow them and show them, like get some aggression out, right? For me, the one thing that drives me nuts when I'm driving at night is when the person behind me is driving with full beam headlights. Like if anything's gonna get me upset, that is. And many times I have slowed right down so they can pass me and then I can blast them with my full beam. Okay, so, so I don't know if anyone else has ever done that, but that is emotional unintelligence because all you're doing in that situation, of course, is mounting the aggression. Um, and I usually rationalize, well, I'm only doing it to show him what it's like. No, no, I'm doing it because I'm mad. So that is something that happens to me. And um, we all have bad days. And what about when we're with our children? Um, just before I do that, there's a story in uh, Jack Canfield's book, The Success Principles, where he talks about after the effect of the... Um, a, a, an earthquake in California. And they're, they're on their way to work. They're on this massive highway. And, you know, people are stuck in traffic. And you have two different versions of the story. One is in a car with a guy who gets out. He's yelling, shouting. He's banging on the other cars around him. Like, this is so absurd. I hate the state of California. Like, he really loses, as Maria would say, his shit. But it's just absolutely like unbelievable, the behavior. 
And then a reporter comes across another guy and says, well, what's happening? You know, how come you're not angry? Look at all these people. He says, why would I be angry? I have a perfect excuse not to get to work. I've got my music in my car. I've got my lunch. I'm just going to relax and enjoy the moment. That is emotional intelligence. And I guess the, the last thing I would say is that I know there are moments in my life where I've, I'm ashamed because I've yelled at my kids, not because they really did anything bad, but because it was the last straw. Have you ever got to the stage where you've exploded, you've yelled at your kids, and all you see in front of you is three frightened little faces? And they say, where has this monster come who's meant to be my carer, who's meant to protect me? I've done it and I'm ashamed of it. And what I am proud of is that I've always apologized to my children afterwards and explained that that isn't the right behavior. And maybe I had a little bit of emotional intelligence that crept in after the event. But what we want to do with our podcast is get you so that you never have the event to apologize for, so that you have tools in place so that your emotional intelligence says, okay, you're getting angry, you need to do this, this, and this, and now your children will never have that frightened look that they get when you lose it. So, um, Maria, that is uh, what I had to contribute this morning. Thank you, Melanie. So, yes, I will continue with the, the test for this morning because we want to have goals about the, uh, emotional intelligence. But first, we need to know where we start. So I have a test for you. So I have 10 questions that you can answer from 1 to 10, if it's really something that you do or not <laughs> at all. So from 1 to 10. So number one is, I do not become defensive when criticized. So are you... Can I play? Can I play? Yes, you can play. <laughs> okay. 1 to 10. Today, I accept criticism with open arms and our success is because as a leader being criticized feels good. But until that didn't happen, we wouldn't be where we are today. Yes. <laughs> so uh, me, I always used to be defensive, always, always, always. But it's a skill that I believe I'm getting better and better at. Perfect. Number two, from one to ten, I can stay calm under pressure. Absolutely. I love pressure. I turn into a diamond when compressed. So <laughs> is, is it one, no, never, and ten, always? How does it? Yes. Uh, one, never, okay. and ten, always. I would say I'm about a seven or an eight. Perfect. Number three. From one to ten, I handle setback e effectively. Absolutely, I love setbacks. It, it it just makes me stronger, and I'm like a like a you know those you know like oh 
remember David and Goliath? He took what? What do you call that? We put the rock slingshot. I'm Catch like a slingshot. Yeah. Every time there's a setback, I go, oh, and then I come back, bang, and Goliath falls. I, I look at setbacks as opportunities, so I think I'm a, I'm good at that one. Don't you love? <laughs> my language and Melanie Miller's in the same podcast. Don't you love it? Like, oh, we just said the same thing, by the way, with different words. Okay. Number four, from one to 10, I manage anxiety, stress, anger, and fear in pursuit of a goal. Yes. Huh? Eh? I can manage anxiety, stress, and anger. Simple. From one to yeah, ten. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ten. <laughs> eight for me, eight. <laughs> Number five, from one to ten, I utilize criticism and other feedback for growth. Ten. Eight. Perfect. <laughs> Number six, from one to ten, I am positive. Ten. Eight. Eleven. <laughs> okay <laughs> number seven from one to ten i try to see things from another's perspective ten yeah i think i'm pretty good at that ten yes number eight from one to ten i recognize how my behavior affects others oh yes me zero <laughs> She, she just has the behavior, right? No, I would say nine. <laughs> Me, it stays at zero. <laughs> Number nine, from one to ten, I can listen without jumping to judgment. Six. I'm going to give myself a six for that. Five. Four, <laughs> three, oh shit, two, zero. <laughs> you sound like a so, countdown to Happy New Year. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, listen, listen, guys. I, I'm, so, I'm so bad. Like, I have 40 years experience, right, in multi-level marketing. You have to know, when I see a human being, even before they open their mouth, I already know what they're about. That's the problem. So, zero. Okay, and number 10, from 1 to 10, I can freely admit to making a mistake. Oh, 10, 11, 11. <laughs> I'm not sure about that one for you, Maria. Yeah, 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 yeah. When I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Let's change. Let's change. Let's do it again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's why we have a different thing to do every week. <laughs> we? <laughs> No, 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 no. This is the new way. Oh, shit. No, this one is better. <laughs> so now you have your total of 100. So you have your percentage. Of course, if you have a high percentage, that means that you develop your emotional uh, intelligence. And if you are lower, it's something that you need to develop. So you are at the right place. So if you need some example of goals about the emotional intelligence, I found six examples that you can use to have a goal with this book that we will cover in the next week. So number one, it's life satisfaction. 
this is the ability to see the big picture rather than blowing bad experience and emotion out of proportion. Number two, it's being active with your emotion rather than a passive target for them. That means to be able to shift your attention to something more positive and constructive than you're currently feeling. Number three, it's emotional regulation. So emotional regulation is a skill that you can develop that involves uh, posing and thinking before impulsively reacting when emotional. Number four, it's becoming a distant observer. So being a distant observer involves letting your feeling and thought exist and just stepping away from them, observing them as, the, as they were happening to someone else. Observing your feeling rather than remaining trapped in them gives you more control over your emotion because you become more objective and your feelings are muted. Number five is being comfortable with discomfort. So negative emotions are uncomfortable. So to the end, the discomfort, we often act impulsively to release them. So have you ever been hurt? by someone's words and you find yourself snapping back, saying things you later regret. Discomfort is often, uh, is often behind this and another emotional reaction. When we can pause, take a few slow deep breaths and become that distant observer, we can learn to let, them, let those uncomfortable feelings just exist without immediately reacting to them. And number six, it's making peace with what you can control. So this is also known as acceptance. So much of our emotion, the negative one, that we take a toll on our mental health and well-being relate to the struggle against things we wish we could change but can't. So accepting the unexpected or those things we uh, out of our control won't magically make the changes we want, but it will drastically increase your emotional wellness by freeing you and giving you control over that which you can affect your thought, your feeling, and your action. So you can choose one of those sticks to have a goal about emotional intelligence, or you can make your own. So just have your, uh, your objective about this book, how you can uh, develop your emotional intelligence. I love it, love it, love it. For me, it would be all, 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 all. So I said to myself, so Maria, what's going to be the benefits by moving forward with, with this book, Emotional Intelligence? Well, I'm going to talk for myself. I'm, it's it's going to help me to help others move to the next level. My husband, my children, my community, and my sales force, okay? Um, helping them to stay calm in crisis, helping them deal with changes, helping them to have control under, under what they can influence and understanding what they can't influence. Like it comes back to what I'm always saying to you guys, but now I'm gonna, ha I'm gonna have more tools to do it, okay? It's gonna help me also to reduce stress, taking responsibility for my reactions, engaging in positive interpersonal relationships. Like for me, it's very important, Melanie and, and Marie-Pierre, I, I, I want sometimes more than they want for themselves. Well, what I'm hoping emotional intelligence will help me do in, in 2022, so there's more for me in 2022 and there's more for you in 2022, is understanding I cannot want it more than they want it. 
to be able to say, okay, next, and to automize and optimize our, our structure so it happens naturally or organically is the word I love to use. To teach others how to react constru to constructive criticism. Like I remember Melanie Miller. I'm going to talk about my friend Melanie because it's been years we've been working together. I remember when I would give her a criticism, she would react today if she is at over 2 million in sales and she's growing as an individual, and so am I, it's because the more we are able to accept criticism, although it's uncomfortable, that's the only way we're able to grow. Help people conquer their fears, their doubts, insecurity. How many times did I tell you guys, what is courage? It's not the absence of fear, but to tell fear, shut up, buckle up, I'm doing it anyways. It's always going to be there by your side. You're just dictating to it. Buckle up, I'm doing it anyways. To improve communication skills, create a positive environment for my family, for my community, for my business, and help others deal with change. Help them, help them, them help them. A lot of catastrophes happen when people are unwilling to deal with change. So in short, listen guys, the millionaires of the diamonds, we are the game changers of 2022. This is what I choose to be. I want to be a game changer. I want to be a pathfinder. And I want you on this journey with me. Let's make a difference. And let's be that one element that maybe we stopped somebody from yelling at their kids today because we smiled, because we were kind. Let's stop maybe one suicide and we'll never know about it just because we asked the question, hey, how are you? You know, this is the people I want to develop with the Millionaires of the Diamond. So guys, thank you very much for joining us. Next week, we continue to dive in this book with depth. I'm telling you, it's challenging, but I know I'm going to love it, Marie-Pierre and Melanie. So thank you, everyone. If you enjoyed it, please share. Bye-bye and have a great weekend. Bye, everyone. Thank you.